Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Prepare for Impact podcast. I am your host, Connor Bland, and this week we are going to be talking about how we here on the Prepare for Impact team feel that we have been discipled by others. This will be a great time for us to talk about how uh, we feel things that, that worked, how we were discipled, and some things that didn't. So we hope that you guys enjoy, and please stay tuned and join us. Okay, guys, so this week we're going to be talking about discipleship. So we all know what discipleship is because we've either been discipled by somebody or people would consider us, even if you don't yourself, maybe consider yourself a discipler. How, how would you say that maybe, like Lydia, how would you say that you've discipled somebody or do you feel like you're a discipler? I do um, because of the way I've like invested a lot of my time and energy into youth Mm-hmm. So that in a very practical way is a way of discipling. I have worked with high school and middle school ever since I got out of high school and middle school. So discipleship to me is more, it's become such a normal part of my life um, to be able to find other people, see where they're at um, and help them along their journeys. So yeah. Those are all different ways that I do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, I think uh, sometimes disciplers can be people that you don't normally think of. They don't think of it as discipleship. So for me, a lot of times it would be a coach and, you know, they're coaching me. I had the advantage of, or I don't know, advantage. I I grew up in Christian schooling, uh, missionary kid school even. So my coach was a believer and not just did he coach us, but he really worked on making us who, you know, people, growing us up as people. So that was a wonderful thing. And I, as I grew and then did those kind of things myself, I used that as a model to how I should coach people that I was involved in. So a lot of times it, it's a, it can happen a lot of different ways. You know, I think even parents are disciplers of their children. Mm-hmm. I think part of this conversation, though, is that uh, the word discipleship, is is that just a Christianese word that means a lot of different things, like coaching, or another word that we hear used in this context is mentoring? Mm-hmm. Or is there a difference in each of those words? Is a coach different from a mentor, different from a discipler? Or mm-hmm. are they kind of all the same thing, just with maybe one has more spiritual connotations? Mm-hmm. I have used all those different words, but I don't think I could tell you the difference between somebody who I consider a mentor and somebody who I think is, I, I feel like a mentor disciples me is how I would describe it. Cause I have like three or four people in my life who I would call my mentors who pour into me. And so they pour into me as, as a, as a disciple of theirs. And one thing that I was having a conversation with a good friend of mine about, uh, or one of my mentors about was the idea that you don't need to ask somebody to disciple them which I think is kind of what Jeff was alluding to as parents, you know, you don't, I mean, your kids know that you're shaping them, know that you're like trying to help them through times in life. And there's a lot of times as kids, you don't want that from your parents, but the fact that they're doing it anyway is still very useful, very helpful. So I think for myself, it, it's as, as somebody, which I think we alluded to in our last episode um, as well, but that is the idea that we are, all quality time kind of people. So for me, whenever I get quality time with somebody and have not even necessarily intentional conversation about, so it's like, it starts out as a conversation of like, how was your day? What did you do this week? Blah, blah, blah. Right. And then it moves into us talking about 
the work that we do or the work that I do here at OCE. So it's like it, it, it becomes more of a theological conversation of talking about different views on different topics when it comes to Christianity, which is not all discipleship is, in my opinion. But I think that that's a big part to me as to what discipleship is, I think. If we, you know, I mean, I, if we were looking for a definition, I, I, I'm wondering if it's grown from, let's say, Jesus and disciples, mm-hmm. for, you know, our concept of it. Because for Jesus and disciples, we're talking living life together, at least as far as we can tell from the 52 days or so of Jesus' life that we know of, he's with them constantly. Mm-hmm. They're with him constantly. Mm-hmm. And just following along and, and listening to him talk and, you know, who knows what kind of dialogue. Well, obviously, there's some dialogue happening. Uh, but it, it's it's like, is it more than that? More more focused now? Like, oh, I'm we're discipling now. You know, I'm discipling mm-hmm. you. It's not just living day to day together. But I think it was more than just living day to day together in even Jesus' context because he picked people. He handpicked people to say, come with me. Because I don't think we would call all 500 or 700 of the people. There are some hundreds of numbers that are thrown out several right, different times right. in the Gospels of people that follow Jesus around. Mm-hmm. Right. But were they all his disciples? Or do we more commonly think of the 12 disciples that he had more right. close relationship with, more maybe more intentional relationship with? Because Jesus' relationship with his disciples wasn't unique. That was a typical rabbi-discipleship-disciple right. relationship. And I think a, a disciple of a rabbi was just someone that wanted to learn about what the rabbi knew and do things the same way, in a sense. So in, in a sense, that idea of replication is what I'm talking about there, of a disciple learns to do things the same way that the teacher did and mm. does that again, in a sense, kind of becomes like the teacher and becomes another teacher like the former teacher, in a sense. But how does that maybe look different for today's context whenever <clears throat> there are people that uh, that I mentor, that I disciple, that I can't see every day? As a dad of a one-year-old, you know, it's just pick your poison when it comes to that as far as there's <laughs> always something mm-hmm. else that's going on, right? You know, and so it's you've got the weekend time to maybe spend with people, but then you're... You're kind of juggling that and your marriage and your kids and your work. And I think, I mean, I've had the experience with somebody who was discipling me who was not, he was not managing his time well. So whenever it came time for our discipling, he was pretty absent Mm -hmm. and and like wasn't really interested. He just kind of went through, he was a part of an organization that they had a very cut and dry, like step-by-step process on how to disciple. And so it was just kind of like reading a book. And to me, like as a, as a teenager, I hated it. I was like, I don't want to be discipled from some book or from some list of instructions on how I'm supposed to do it like you did. So I think that that's, that's something that, that should be touched on, or maybe you guys have some opinion on or, or perspective on. So I think one thing about discipleship that really sets it apart from like mentoring is teaching. Mm. So the way that Jesus discipled the disciples is he took really intentional time to teach them. Um, And that is different than mentoring because mentoring is living side by side, doing life together and helping grow them into being like Jesus, but not formally teaching them necessarily. Mm. And not that discipleship needs that, but like in the ways that I consider myself a discipler are avenues that I'm teaching. 
mm. where I do Bible studies and I lead kids through the word. Mm-hmm. So it's not just me giving advice, which I think is a little bit more on the mentorship side okay. of just, in my opinion, I think you should do this yeah. in your life. Cause Jesus could have been like a advice guru kind of a guy, but he wasn't, he was, he taught and people mm. would teach, ask him questions and then he would have a lesson about it. Yeah. So I think a big part of discipleship, you weren't being discipled well because you weren't, you weren't learning. Right. And even though sometimes the things that Jesus teaches us are over our heads <laughs> and we might be reading a book that's really good for us, but like, I'm not gaining anything. Mm. If it, you're not, you're still not learning. So you're not being taught. So the idea of good teaching along with living life besides besides somebody, because you can go and learn from anybody, Mm -hmm. but somebody who is living life with you and teaching you well, that's what like makes the difference in what actual discipleship could be. So very well put. So it's like, so I, I would see Jesus saying, be like me. Mm -hmm. And Paul says, what you see me doing put into practice Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and talk about Jesus being, you know, and his disciples, Jesus is hoping that his disciples become like him. You Mm -hmm. know, that he's saying, here I am, I'm doing this stuff. You're going to do this same stuff. In fact, you're going to do greater stuff than you saw me doing. Mm -hmm. Paul even says, you know, whatever you see me do and, and the things that I, how I live my life, you should be doing that too. You should model your lives after mine. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know how many of us would feel like, hey, I want you to model your life after me. I don't feel that confident. But yeah. but I feel like it, that's like a biblical discipleship kind of thing. And maybe today we tend to want to look at authors or like, like the guy you were talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's like, well, let's do this discipleship, but let's base it on this book that somebody wrote mm-hmm. rather than... Hey, Connor, we're going to spend time together because when you grow up, I want you to be like me. Mm-hmm. I mean, hopefully I could say something like that, yeah. but that's a little scary on the discipler side of things. Yeah. But I think that that does go back to, I heard someone say one time, and I can't remember who, but it stuck with me. Obviously not the person. <laughs> go ahead. Uh, that when you are making disciples, you have to be aware of who you're making them disciples of. Because the discipleship is about being like someone else. Mm -hmm. So are we making people disciples of ourselves or are we making people disciples of Christ? So maybe that is, we were asking the question earlier about the difference between a disciple and a mentor. I mean, really, that sounds to me like the definition of the difference Mm -hmm. is really that a discipler is somebody who's making like someone um, or like the discipler. Um, and then you have a mentor who's more of like, I'm going to give you life advice. Uh, or even be... just walk with you in life. Yeah. So yeah. I, I've been thinking about, so let me, let me lay out like a couple phrases and see yeah. what you guys think. A coach would be someone that is trying to help you do what you do better. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. A mentor is someone that might be farther along the journey than you, but walking with you. Mm. And then a discipler would be someone that is trying to help you be like something. Okay. Which could be different than, probably is different than what you already are. Mm. No, that makes sense. Ooh. So in a sense, I like that how you should yeah. live. Yeah. yeah. Sounds good to me. We can work with those. All right, done. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> so, Episode two. Yeah. So we, we've talked about the kind of our definition. Josh gave a really good example of what 
kind of the difference between a mentor, disciple, coach might be, might look like. Do you guys have any examples maybe, or do you have a, a somebody who comes to mind as a disciple in your or a discipler, I'll say, somebody who discipled you, and we'll have a couple of us share that, and then we'll have a couple of us maybe share how we discipled somebody. Well, yeah, and for me, I got out of high school, and I started an internship at my church with my youth pastor, and... I mean, in my little 18-year-old mind, I was like, yes, I made it. I'm really cool. My youth pastor likes me now. But that's, I mean, obviously he wasn't trying to play a favorites game. He wasn't doing that. So he discipled me through a lot of, like, I think we went through a Bible study. um, But really, ultimately, in the end, the biggest thing that helped change me into something that I wasn't before was he taught me how to teach well. And t- like to lay out a kind of like public speaking one on one, but also in the context of teaching junior high kids mm. go- like principles of the word, which is a big deal. And junior high sometimes is a hard time to boil ideas down. Like we did Ephesians right in my internship, and that's pff, there's huge <laughs> concepts in there to boil that down to a junior higher's level to help them f- frame a new paradigm of life. It's mm. a big deal. But my youth pastor and then my uh, my mentor, she's the wife of my pastor at my church, they walked through how to go through Ephesians, how to teach it, how to outline a talk, how to make sure that you have all the resources that you need to do it well. Mm. And since then, I've been able, I haven't stopped teaching. I do another Bible study with high schoolers that's outside of my church, still teaching. So it's definitely taking something in me that hadn't existed in high school. I never had a chance to teach, but with my youth pastor, my pastor's wife, they really transformed something in me to make me more like Jesus in the end, but like really to bring something out of me that probably wouldn't have ever been explored otherwise. Mm. So yeah. And because of that, I always have this opportunity to teach because I had this, somebody saw it in me and yeah, really trained me in that. Yeah. For me, it was uh, this guy, Tony Miller, who was my youth pastor growing up from... Youth pastors. I mean, really, that's... When you think about it, like, the job of a youth pastor is really just young people disciple. Learn. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, and and the, the, the good youth pastors are the ones who people are aware that they've been discipled like that. Like, it's not just hang out, have fun, play games, do whatever, but it's the, like, going deep into the Word and really talking about principles, concepts, things like that, even in your darkest times when you're not thinking about mm-hmm. what it is that you're learning biblically uh, and, and to be like Christ. So he walked through with me a ton of really hard times in my life and my relationship with my parents. And I was just that hormonal teenager who didn't want anything to do with my mom or my dad, even though they were great and they are great people. But Tony, the way that he got through to me was he he was the one who showed me that a pastor is not just somebody better than everybody else, mm-hmm. regardless of whether it's a youth pastor or senior pastor or whatever. When I was growing up, that was that was sort of my idea is that, oh, the best Christian in the house is going to be the pastor. As my grandfather was a pastor for 45 years, I knew he was a very biblical man, knew way more than I would ever even imagine to know about the Bible from his context and the community in which he pastored for 45 years. He got down to my level, had a conversation with me, and and gave me this pep talk. I remember once after I'd run away from home, <laughs> it was it was this crazy just 
situation of where I was just like, I didn't want to go back home. I just wanted to, you know, and I ran like down the street basically. And he just like, he came up to me as we were getting gas in his giant truck that he has. He opened the door when he's pumping gas and he's just like, looks at me and he's like, you've really got to like, I don't remember exactly what he said. And I really wish I did something along the lines of just like, you've got to get it together. And, and I, I didn't really understand what that meant. I was like 15 years old. I was like, okay, sure. Whatever. What does that look like? He started spending more time investing in me with whether it was how to teach, how to restore the relationships that I had broken in my life, things that, things like that, that I wouldn't have known how to do on my own in a good way. He was able to show me how to do that in a godly way. And, and then they left for the last three years. They've been in Australia. The thing that he realized that he missed the most about being in the U S being a church youth pastor or whatever was the discipleship part. So him and I would, would have a Skype call once a month and he would still talk to me about what was going on. It was never formal. It was never crazy. It was just like, how are things going in Australia? How are things going here in the Springs? It was just, it was easy. So once you get to that point, I think with a discipler, especially that's when the, like the doors are just flung open as far as like all the things that you could learn from somebody just from living life with them, really, where it almost comes alongside that mentorship thing, as well as a discipler, where he's, he's teaching me what the Bible says about certain topics, but then he's also sharing with me it just in life, you know, just being excited that we bought a house a couple of years ago and excited that my daughter turned one in February, you know, just hearing from him when he was 10,000 miles away or whatever it is in Australia for him to text me for him. It's probably the middle of the night and for him to just text me and say, happy birthday to me from Australia or whatever. That's yeah. That's my experience with a disciple that I think, um, has and continues to and probably always will really I mean impact my life yeah I feel like that did move into a mentor relationship because mm-hmm. and I, th- I don't think that and I think that's a natural yeah. product of a good discipleship relationship is mm-hmm. after a time you someone become peers because then we're both disciples of Christ right and trying to walk forward together in that um, I have a quick discipleship example that's not being a disciple of Christ mm-hmm. but so in, in a different context and maybe a a different non-religious example, mm. but my boss here, Jeff, uh, when when I first was hired, I didn't know anything about this whole mobilization thing, what mm. it looks like to do my job. He just, uh, I sat down and had coffee with him one day, and he said, "Well, this is what I do. Do you want to you want to do that with me?" And I said, uh, "I guess it sounds kind of fun." And and so we started from there, and uh, I really didn't know what I was doing. I was just kind of. I'm trying to figure out, and and Jeff is not a micromanager. He's not the type of person that's will say, well, these are all the things that you need to do. This is a list of things you need to be working on, the skills you need to develop. Um, but rather, Jeff said, well, the first conference we had was um, maybe a month after I was hired, and so he he booked our flight tickets and got our hotel, and just so he did everything, but brought me into the process and showed me mm-hmm. how he was doing everything. And yeah. we went to the conference and. Um, he would talk to people and I just kind of watched him yeah. talk to people. And then after, you know, maybe four or five conversations, he, he, you know, turned to me and said, okay, so what are you picking up? And, and then the next time someone came by, he said, well, why don't, why don't you talk to them for a little bit? And I was like, uh, well, I, I'll just repeat what I remember what Jeff has already said. And then, you know, and then Jeff would come in and fill in the gaps of, so, but that was, that was our relationship for probably the first two years mm. of, of my position here was just 
I would just observe Jeff and kind of do what he did. And then, and just recently, I've been in this role for four and a half years now, but recently in our last annual review, we we were talking about it and um, it just became, it was, Jeff was pointing out that I have become proficient at doing what he does mm. and to the point that we are independent. I'm independent of him now and I can, I can do everything that Jeff does on my own. And mm. so, so I, I, I look at that and I think that's, a very clear process of discipleship. Mm. The way that Jeff trained me was through a discipling method of just, here, observe what I do. This is how I do it. Now you do the same thing. Yeah. So that's, that's kind of how I saw that happen. Thank you guys so much for listening to another episode of the Prepare for Impact podcast. We hope you guys enjoyed it and be sure to tune in next week when we talk about part two of this conversation, which is about how we feel that we discipled others. And we hope that we will see you guys on Monday for the next episode of The Sip. Have a great weekend.